0: welcome everybody this is amy wenslow and we're going to talk a bit about sales funnels today before we dive into that i just want to take a minute and introduce myself and talk a little bit about what our company does and why sales funnels are so important so products to profits um, works with um, large volume product sales we work with products that are already selling that need a little bit of turnaround a little bit of help And then we also have clients that are brand new in the marketplace, and they may or may not have done a product before. So, there are the full gamut of businesses on these shows, and we've got about – I think we're coming up on 1,000 people on the – so, with that, everybody, um, I just want to welcome you. You know, it's the start of the week. It's Monday. You're here. And it's because you're up to building something big, and you're up to making the most impact and and money that you can from your product. So with all of that, um, nothing that we talk about today is going to be legal advice. If there is um, something that you need from legal when you ask a question, I'll let you know, and you can certainly consult your attorney. Um, I do speak for the U.S. Patent and Trademark Office on commercialization, but more importantly for today's topic is... I worked on a line, we did $300 million in sales in um, three years on one channel called Oh, Little Business QVC, and we've done other products that have launched into 1,400 stores from selling in one store, and it's really been a very rich, uh, deep background in product development, sales, and marketing, specifically for consumer products. So, it is a little different, and um, we'll talk a little bit about some of the distinctions that are separate for a sales funnel from a service business versus an actual product business. So, with all of that, I see we have quite a few people jumping in today. That's awesome. Love seeing this. I'm glad that this is a topic everybody's uh, interested in. We get asked all the time, how do I make more sales? How can I make more money? What should I be doing? and it's really important to understand the concept of sales funnels. So I'm going to um, make sure that we've got our Q&A started before I launch in here. There we go. Okay, so if you're on the webcast, welcome, and uh, I appreciate you giving me the feedback to let me know that you could hear me. Perfect. And everybody who's on our Facebook Live, welcome, welcome. Come on in. Type in the comments where you're – calling in from, checking in from, and if there's anything specific you want to know about a sales funnel, if you're on the webcast, type it in that that chat window. If you're in the Facebook Live, put a comment in there. Let me know what your challenge is so that we can talk about it. And then on the phone lines, I am going to open up the phone lines for some questions in just a few minutes, but I've got some notes for you first, okay? Now, how did today's conversation come about? Is a is a really good conversation to be in i'm talking with a few friends of mine that are very very good affiliate marketers for anybody who's not familiar with affiliate marketing affiliate marketing is where say someone is promoting someone else's thing and they get paid a percentage of the sales of that product okay and they run ad campaigns, and they do a bunch of things. Well, my friends are extremely good affiliate marketers, and they recently started taking on some more introductory-level clients, and um, we got into this conversation because people that are just starting out in business may not even know that sales funnels exist, as a phrase. But you know what? Here's the magic. You've all been in one, okay? So... Um, Since you've been in a sales funnel, everyone has been in sales funnels. You just might not even know it, okay? So, um, I'm really excited to talk about this because sales funnels are something that builds a massive amount of value in your business, and they also give you more sales more easily with more consistency if you've got them constructed well, okay? Now, um, so we've got a couple things here. So what is a sales funnel? Let's talk about the definition first. A sales funnel is a system that moves the right people from cold lead to prospect to customer to repeat customer. Okay? So it is a system that moves the right people from cold lead to prospect to customer to repeat customer. The reason it's important to stress the right people is that they will be the people that um, are most likely to buy, for one thing, they will buy the easily, the the easiest, the easiest, and they're usually going to actually enjoy the benefit of your product the most, okay? So it also gives you the maximum number of the right people in your database, okay? So, the value of a business is frequently in its database and its systems as well as its product, okay? Because if you have a database, you can sell to people again. So, why you need a sales funnel? Sales funnels work on something that are called conversions. Conversions are visitors to a website that end up buying or visitors to a Facebook page that end up opting in for a white paper or a recording or a video or, oh, a product business show. That's a conversion, okay? So a sales funnel moves people with conversions into a bigger relationship with you, okay? Sales funnels build the business value. They also are related to suggested selling and add-on items. So if you've ever been um, to a McDonald's um, or any pretty much any fast food restaurant or fast casual restaurant, as they're called, you'll hear, would you like fries with that? Or um, would you like to supersize that? Or any of those are suggested selling. Okay? So if you're on Amazon, you've seen it a million times. Customers who bought this also bought that. Um, or this item goes with that item. That's a suggestive selling of an add-on item, okay? Sales funnels also allow you to do cross-sells and upsells. Now, a cross-sell is something like the, oh, this goes with that. An upsell is, oh, you bought this thing. Would you like us to implement it for you? Okay? So, all of those are part of sales funnels. Now, There's some best practices for sales funnels, and we'll talk a little bit about those, and I'll talk about some of the technology. And if anybody is interested, you could ask me questions about how to fill the top of the sales funnel and um, specifics about how to move people through the sales funnels. Um, We will probably teach a webinar that will be a low-cost webinar on this topic because it's just um, a lot of content, and there's some specifics. For your business so I've got examples and um, if we're already let's dive into some best practices so I'm going to take a drink of water best practices for sales funnels there's three main things that you have to do okay a, a really good sales funnel is well thought out and it's constructed to follow a natural flow of balancing risk And commitment. What do I mean by that? Um, When you have a new product that's unknown, the brand is unknown, it's risky for people to try it if they're happy with an existing product, right? So the risk is pretty high for them. When they commit and they purchase something, they're taking a risk that it's going to be okay, um, that it's going to be good, that they're going to enjoy, and it's going to work for them. So the risk is pretty high. So you want to lower the commitment that is required from them to try it. That's why you see sampling in stores work so well, or sampling in mall kiosks works really well because it's a very low commitment. It's a very low um, risk because they've used the, the low price, the sample, try it out, to drop the risk lower and lower. Okay? So you want to think about your sales funnel from a standpoint of constructing it to follow a low risk, low commitment if you can. Now, if you can't do that, the, the things that will get people to take more risk with your product are testimonials, word of mouth, um, a guarantee on it, you know, a refund if they're not happy. Uh, a 30-day trial or a satisfaction guarantee, all of those things are risk reducers so that people will step in and feel more comfortable making the purchase or buying it, okay? Now, um, the second big best practice is it must be written out or in software so that it is repeatable. It's not a system unless it's repeatable, right? So you have to write it out, at least diagram it, flowchart it. You know, the flowchart doesn't have to be a big, complex thing. It could be something like this. And I'll, I'll show everybody on the Facebook Live. So you're going to do, uh, like, a word and then an arrow, okay? It's, it's not a big deal. So they visit the website, they download a white paper, um, or they watch a demo video, right? If you have a product, frequently there's a demo video. So, they visit the website, they watch a demo, then um, they could buy a sample pack, right? If you can't do a sample pack, then the other thing that you could have them do is um, you could put the guarantee in front of them right then, okay? So... It has to be written out or in software though. When I say in software, it has to happen automatically or as close to automatically as you can get it. Okay. Um, It's really important that you write it out so that you actually understand the flow of what you're having people do. Okay. Um, The third best practice is that it must be systemized. Okay. So the writing it out helps you think through the system. and helps the system get created but it has to be systemized there has to be duplicatable steps um, that other people can do and preferably that you could have someone as you know like a high school student do if you are in a low price point item if you're in a higher price point item you're not usually going to turn that over to them Um, there's more training that you typically would want to do but you must systemize it because the systems inside your business are what build value for your business when you want to sell it, and they're what build revenue while you're running the business, okay? So remember, we want to move people from cold lead to prospect to customer to repeat customer. And a sales funnel is how you're going to do that, okay? You can picture it exactly like a funnel with different sections to it, and the funnel at the top is the biggest set of leads, then they move through the next commitment and the next, commi- the next commitment to whatever your purchase is and come out the bottom, and that's how your funnel is going to work. So, some of the technology that you might want to look at would be Shopify, um, your website. Your website can definitely have sales funnels in it, um, and it should, if you are really up to maximizing your business, your website has to have sales funnels built in. Um, you can use lead pages. You can use any of the e-commerce platforms. Facebook is uh, part of a sales funnel process. Phone, your phone is part of a sales funnel. Email, which is one-off emails or newsletters, those are all part of sales funnels. And even a letter with a sample is part of your sales funnel process. Okay, so um, I've got some examples of sales funnels that I wrote out there in no particular order, I'd happy to go over those for you. I just want to go over to our webcast to see if we have any questions there. Okay, that looks fine. And I'm going to open up um, the phone lines for questions too. So if you're on the phone and you have a question about anything I've talked about so far, press star two to raise your hand and uh, that'll let me know you have a question from the phone line. Okay? And then on the Facebook Live, I see we've got Monica with us, awesome, uh, and she switched off the uh, webinar so she could see the Facebook Live. Oh, Well, I'm glad that you're, um, you're with us, Monica, from Southern California. Um, they've got a great microbrewery out in Chino Valley here in Los Angeles. So, um, okay, phone lines, star two to raise your hand. Okay, great. So let's talk about a few examples. A sales funnel for a product business could be a sample of the product that goes to a monthly subscription that goes to an annual plan. Um, You could also have one product purchase and then offer a second product in the shopping cart or with a coupon, and you could do special add-on items. The pacing of how you offer things depends on your price point and whether somebody has to have tried one thing to want the next thing. Um, If you are selling, say, a pasta sauce, because I know we have some people that are doing pasta sauces, um, then you might want to add a multi-pack. Or would they like to try the sample pack of your other flavors is another good way to go with a food product. Say they buy one, do they want a sample pack with that for a, a nicely reduced price? to get them to experience the other flavors, okay? So that's another way. Um, Now, this next piece, this is a little advanced, so I'm going to talk you through this. For a sales funnel, it doesn't have to be purchases. It can be things that move them towards a commitment. So, for example, in our business, uh, people that are on this show and that get on it live or watch the Facebook Live are part of our pond, right? You are, you're our people. Like, we just love you. And so we actually offer a complimentary discovery call as an introduction to get to know you and to move your project forward. So if you're on this show and you haven't had a discovery call with me yet, you can have that. We'll put a note in places. And on our website, you just go and um, productstoprofits.com slash discovery, and that's the page to set one up. Um, so that's part of our sales funnel. We do the show. We offer discovery calls. Um, we also have videos that people can watch about different aspects of building a product business. And they opt into our database to get the next part to it, right? So it's very low commitment, really. It's like, you know, a three minute video and then you get another six minutes and there's customizable steps and there's things to it, right? So that's part of our sales funnel process. And I want you to invite I want to invite you to think about how the heck your sales process works. So, for example, if you have a brewery, your sales process could be something like somebody comes in one time, you get them into the frequent purchaser club, whatever that is, and then from there they return visit you know, periodically. You probably want to put in... Um, something that actually arrives in their mailbox, like a card that is in a systemized process. There's a couple different systems you can use for that, and you can remarket to them that way, okay? Um, Part of your sales process also could be asking for referrals because we want them to become repeat customers or If they bring a friend in with them, then they get something when they arrive the first time with that friend. So there's a lot of different ways that you can work a sales funnel. It's just important that you understand this concept. For other products, um, you could start with a related product. If your product's not ready yet, you could promote a product that's not a competing product that is adjacent to yours. In the market, you know, if people use yours, they also need this other thing. And start selling the other thing while your product is finishing because that builds a database of people that are in the market potentially for your item later. You can also use your sales funnel. Say you only have one item. Like I know we've got some people on this that, you know, they have one thing that they're doing. Well, once you have a database, there's nothing to say that you can't offer a related item after the fact or a promotional price or become an affiliate of somebody else's product, right, Um, so that you get the repeat sale from a one-time purchase, all right? Like I know we've got a couple people on here that are are like this, Um, so happy to answer specific questions on the phone line. Press start to. That'll raise your hand so you can ask. We can talk through your specific funnel if you'd like a little bit. And then on the webcast, just uh, type in your question in the Q&A box on the web page. It should be to the right of where the webcast player is. And then on Facebook Live, I'm watching those as well. So um, let's see here. What else have we got? Okay. So a sales funnel. I'm thinking carefully how to say this. If you don't have a sales funnel and a, a understood sales process, you won't really have a business because you're always going to be chasing the next um, the next sale from people. You're always going to be chasing the next thing. Um, there's no depth to the business, okay? So let's see. Monica's asking a question. What are my thoughts on sales funnels at the awareness level, like blogs and getting content out on the Internet? I think that that's the beginning. That's the top of the sales funnel. So I'll I'll sketch for a sec. The top of the sales funnel involves information, publicity, um, also PR. Um, It can also be interviews, and it could be sampling. Like, you might go to a trade show or a weekend event and have a booth and sample the product there, especially if it's something that's highly localized. Um, So when you have a sales funnel, you're looking at something like this. So I'll I'll, – we might just send this out to people after. So your sales funnel has sections to it. The top of the funnel, meaning the widest net that you're going to cast, is usually like low, low commitment stuff. This is all going to be free or low commitment or promotional offer up at the top, like that, right? And then in the middle section is where you're probably going to really actually want to make your pitch. If your product is low price then you can make your, your offer sooner, right? Um, I think the blogs and the content are really good so long as you have a, a defined offer for people. If you just do, like if we were to just do this show and not have anything connected to it, then it would not be very effective for us, you know? You, you, it just wouldn't yield results and we wouldn't have been doing it for five years. So I think putting content out is really important. Um, I think putting it out and expecting it to be viral is harder and harder at this point in time, so I wouldn't expect that without some significant push behind it, okay? So you're, right now, you're pretty much going to need to pay for some advertising and pay for some boosted posts. Like, we'll probably boost this Facebook Live video after this. Um, so just be prepared for that. And right now, oh, big trend about blogs. So, Monica, thank you for bringing this up. Big trend about blogs is not for a blog post every day and this huge amount of content, because frankly, people can't consume it. It's for really good content around cornerstone topics. So, uh, we've adopted this approach. We're actually sunsetting a bunch of our blog content. So, if you haven't looked at it and you want to look at it, You better go now because in the next couple of weeks, a bunch of articles are going to come down, and we will not be um, continuing to put up what we have. So make sure that you're putting out quality content with good infographics and something funny. For your market particularly, Monica, I think funny could work really well, or I think um, something about – how you how you came to start the business would be really good um so i think a little bit of attitude and sass for your product would be awesome okay so with that i'm going to check our phone lines uh, press star 2 to raise your hand about your specific sales funnel this should be a really really hot topic because y'all are always asking me how do i make more sales how do i make more sales so um this is your chance to ask questions um and just so you know We've, we've got a little bit of background with this. I was a top ten finalist for Infusionsoft's Ultimate Marketer of the Year back in 2013 out of 10,000 businesses, and it's because of some of the sales funnels we've constructed for ourselves and for different clients. So, um, you yeah, know, sales funnels are really important. We can also talk about what has people not enter your sales funnel if you're interested in that. So let's see, we've got a question from a phone number ending in 1450. I think this is Dina. Hey, Dina. It is Dina. Hi, how are you? I'm doing awesome. So what's your question today? So if you have like a one, uh, I have a product, which you know, obviously you're familiar with it, but if you have a product that's kind of like a one-time sales purchase, Situation. What would you recommend for a sales funnel? Well, sales funnel for you would be um, you could start at the top with a checklist or a tip sheet about, hey, you know, here are some things you might expect as your baby develops, right? They might develop this pattern, this, this um, behavior. So I'm, I'm specifically not letting the cat out of the bag about what that behavior is for you. That your product addresses, but you know what I mean, right? Sure. Yeah. That this that this experience might happen and might start happening, um, and here are some things that you could try. You could even make it funny, right? You could do a funny infographic, um, because it's yes, it's frustrating, but I'm sure there's gotta been some funny parts to it too, right? Um. So you can try funny humor works quite a bit um i would put out some good content at the top of the funnel you could also um look at it from uh what are the other products that someone would need to buy you know like diapers um Mm -hmm. and start putting out feelers to become affiliates for some of the other companies that are doing that and creating the affiliate relationships okay um, so your sales funnel, the the issue that we will need to solve is that it is one-time purchase. What do you sell next? What do you do next so that you're not just always in the acquiring a customer? Do you know what I mean? Because a lot of expense is in the acquiring the first purchase. Uh-huh. So I think that we've got to... Put something in that is the first the you know what actually would be great for you is something that makes you infinitely relatable and creates um, connection and community. So I think you need to do a video that's really heartfelt about the problem, and you need to share some of the funny about it, right? About why you created this, and use that as uh, the top of it, and say, you know, here are some of the things i that had different success rates. You know, you could try these things, but when, it, when push comes to shove and you really want this done and you want the problem solved really well, you should just buy this product. So I would put a video in first, and you might even put, like, two or three out that are about that and keep them about two to three minutes. Then you offer your product, right, and then the one of the things that's going to happen the end of this year, um, there's a Google smackdown coming that any site that loads slowly is going to get dinged. Like our website will get dinged unless we solve this problem, and that's why we're moving our website hosting this weekend. So make sure that you pro, your page is going to load really fast, even though you have the video on it, Um, So, put the videos in, offer the product, then I would say you're still going to – at the most, you're going to convert about 5% of your website visitors on the first visit. So, you need to have an email campaign for the visitors, so – um, I think you should look at Active Campaign and I will send you a link for that. Anybody who wants a link to that, we are affiliates for Active Campaign. I'm really liking it right now um, for anybody who's doing an e-commerce uh page. It's pretty easy to implement um, because the majority of your conversions are going to come the second or third or fourth time somebody sees the product. So your sales funnel, Dina, is also gonna probably need to include some Facebook ads. And I would think uh some Instagram and Pinterest activity. Does that help? Thank you. Yes, thank you. Yeah. You're welcome. I'm going to mute your line for your privacy and you'll get an email from me as soon as we get our normal email server back up completely. <laughs> Part of our website okay. version that I had a little switch. <laughs> hey, Sounds so, good. I'm going to mute your line. Okay. Okay, so uh, if anybody else wants to talk through your sales funnel, you press start to you on the phone lines or put something uh, in the Facebook Live, and, and I'll watch that. I'm going to check our Q&A box. We'll refresh this. And okay, great. So no questions online. Um, you know, sales funnels are really important, guys. Um, The majority of you that have Shopify sites or WooCommerce sites or any sort of Internet sales, if you're not making sales, then you have a problem. You have a a broken sales funnel and a broken sales process, or your website needs more marketing tech, more third-party credibility. Um, I want to make sure to mention sales funnels when it comes to offline sales. Because like we've been talking about, there's still about 87% of sales happen offline. And a sales funnel, when you are talking to corporate people, is different than when you're talking to consumers. So uh, happy to talk a bit about that. I know we've got uh, Robert on the the line. This would probably be interesting to you. And let's see who else is. Now oh, we've got a bunch of people. Okay, so let's talk through a corporate sales funnel. Say you do a trade show and you make contacts with people and now you have to follow up with them, right? You're probably going to use email and phone calls in that sales funnel. You may be shipping a product in, but there is also going to be some language that you need to put in. and. It's about creating a little bit of urgency without seeming desperate. Um, The sales funnel with corporate can be longer, and you're going to talk from a different perspective. It's not about my, my product, my product, my product. It's about, you know, our product does X for your store's revenue. So, it's all about the store, and you angle things a little bit differently, okay? So we can talk more about that um press star 2 to raise your hand if you've got a question on the phone i think we're good on the facebook live and then the webcast let's see okay great so webcast is clear great oh we've got a question from somebody on our webcast okay hi there it looks like this might be albert Hey Albert, you
1: there? Oh crap. <laughs> <laughs> uh,
0: you know I can hear you.
1: Oh yeah, can you hear me? I'll try unmute myself, but uh, it's I don't know, the I don't know, the software like um, the webcast like it's not for some reason the mute button is stuck. So I thought you guys couldn't hear no. me. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Got <laughs> but, it. Well, yeah. it, you're there, so hi, what can I a- answer for you today?
1: Yeah, yeah, uh, you third mentioned part. something about third party. Uh, I wasn't too sure about what you meant about that. does um, th- does that mean like, you know, you need people commenting on your website, you need, uh, some, like, some other company giving credibility about your product that it works?
0: Yes, third party credibility is things like reviews, Um, and if if I've got the right Albert in mind, I think you've built uh, an e-commerce site recently for a client, right?
1: Yeah, that's correct.
0: Okay. So, yeah, third-party credibility is going to be things like reviews, testimonials, uh, whether they're written or video testimonials, video are more trusted, um, and people look at them. It's funny, we've noticed on a lot of websites, it's almost like, um, people won't watch the videos, but they need to see that you have them, right? They need to see that it's there. Um, and just the fact that they're there is very reassuring for people. So third-party credibility would also include endorsements, um, logos. You know, like if you've been on Shark Tank you would put and you have the permission, you would put the Shark Tank logo. Um, that gives some credibility to what you're doing, and it raises the profile, and it raises the trust factor on the product. Does that make sense?
1: Right, right, right.
0: It's part of reversing the risk and making people feel safe with that product.
1: Right, yeah, that makes sense.
0: Right. So if people feel safe with the product, um, then they usually will make more commitment to it. You know, it could be a higher price. It could be they'll buy a multi-pack instead of a single pack. Um, It could be that they'll make the purchase at all, you know, Um, If they feel safe, you know, they'll make the first-time purchase. And then it comes to part of your sales funnel is also how do you communicate with somebody after the sales process? You know, um, are they going to get a couple emails? Um, Are they getting an extra bonus thing in the shipment? It's all part of a sales funnel, right? Like if there's a coupon that goes in the box to buy the next thing, then that's part of a sales funnel.
1: Right. Okay. Cool.
0: Yeah, it's it's interesting. You can think about a sales funnel like an if this, this and that. If they do this, then we want the next thing to be that. Right. right. So I'll probably teach a, a webinar specifically about this, where we go over specific like handouts and and all of that, but. Haven't committed to it yet. So if anybody's interested in that, you need to let us know. So if you are uh, interested, I'll we'll consider doing it. There's a lot of content for it. Okay. So do you, is, does that take care of your question? Uh yeah
1: yeah. Um, it, it may be a little bit uh tough for my client to get reviews because no, I'm just I'm just building this website from scratch. I mean, it does not have reviews yet, but. He mm-hmm. probably had like past customers. Maybe she could ask them to uh write a testimonial for uh for the e commerce website.
0: Yeah, and are you gonna use WooCommerce? I think that's what you had mentioned.
1: Um uh, currently the so I, I, I built like uh several i, I built several e commerce sites. Uh some of them are in WooCommerce and one is Shopify, mm-hmm. like the current client that I, I wanna work with. Is is using Shopify, right. right?
0: Okay. Well, the the problem that like we were talking about the other night, um, the problem that most Shopify and WooCommerce sites have is their marketing language is pretty bad or non-existent. You know, okay. so we see a lot of Shopify sites that you know we have to change marketing text on, and we write a lot of marketing text and copy. So there's a lot of pieces that Shopify does allow you to do that most people don't do, um, on their site that really increase the conversions is the whole game. And the back end of it, um, you're going to need a email marketing platform, something like that to do the follow-up. Um, and a lot of web designers don't put any of that stuff in place and the business doesn't have it so they don't get the sales.
1: Right, right. Um, yeah i'm I'm not sure if this, this helps, but you know um I made sure that uh when people when users go online they see a little box that asks them uh to subscribe to their newsletter you know so that the client has an ability to send like maybe a weekly newsletter uh to people who are, who are subscribed to their subscribers' list
0: yeah, it doesn't really convert that well, and what uh, we see um because it's, like, really, how many people want yet another newsletter? You know? right. <laughs> um Right now, we're not recommending newsletters. Unless somebody's got a business that's up and going and they're going to send coupons or they're going to send something that has some urgency to it, then that can work. Um, we're seeing more on the infographic side, um, related tip sheets, checklists, those kinds of things are converting better. Just a little FYI, Okay. Uh okay so cool i want to just double check i see we've got another uh question on the the facebook so albert i'm going to mute your line for your privacy cool sure thank you you're welcome i'll see you again soon so let's see uh joseph how important is it to keep track of each potential customer's interaction at each step of the funnel great question joseph the classic stereotype of a great salesperson is the ability to remember details about the customer. Um, okay, so let me click the little see more button there uh, from, his first, from the first interaction. Um, it depends on the size of your customer, and you, there's a difference between online and offline. So we use a couple different platforms for managing our database, which is a CRM system. So uh, customer relationship management software. Infusionsoft is one of them. You all get emails from us out of Infusionsoft, like this morning's reminder. Um, that's where we track a lot of our contacts with prospects and with clients. Um, we also use a couple Other systems, I'm testing one right now called PipeDrive. I'm really liking it. Active Campaign has some of that functionality. It is really important, um, and you can do it in an online environment by list segmentation. Um, And I could talk a little bit more about that if anybody wants me to, but I don't want to get too geeky with you all. Um, The biggest thing as a takeaway here is that if you're going to ask for information from someone, then you should have a reason for asking for it, okay? Um, In the how important is it to keep track of each potential customer's interaction at each step, Um, what tracking that does is it allows you to also see how committed people are. For example, if someone just goes to your website and They don't click anything. They're not really very committed to looking around at your stuff. They're usually out pretty fast. If they click to opt into something, um, they're more committed or they're more interested. So, it is actually a signal of increasing commitment. Um, If they opt in for one thing and then they watch another thing and, you know, they answer your email that you send them, then they're even more committed, right? They're more interested. So in that respect, it is important to keep track of what people are doing because it signals commitment. It also differentiates you. So the fact that I can remember a lot of people's products is a big deal because in our market, um, people frequently don't have anybody else to talk to about their product, right? So the fact that I remember it and it's important to me and that I remember it and and value it enough to write it down and put it in software matters. Um, So if you are in corporate selling and you're selling to like a Home Depot or a Lowe's or a Whole Foods or, you know, any of the big guys, you have to track that. You have to track, you know, what emails did you send, what did you say, all of that stuff and have a process about it. So if you want to sell to large guys, I would really suggest using something like ActiveCampaign. Uh, MailChimp is not going to do it. That's an email system. It's not a, a database system. So um, hopefully that answers your question, Joseph. I think it's really important. And I think that the higher your ticket item, the more important it is. It just um, it shows respect. So. If you're on the phone line, you can press star 2 to raise your hand. I'm going to take one more question, then we're going to wrap for the day. So double check our webcast. Great. So the phone line is clear, and I see we've got some thumbs up happening on Facebook. So awesome. With that, everybody, have a wonderful week. Remember, you are up to building great things, and you are... Are taking on something that's an extraordinary journey. So um, keep the faith, keep moving, and remember a sales funnel is a repeatable process that moves the right people from cold to prospect to client to repeat customer. Okay, so you want to think that way and see how can you build multiple communications, multiple transactions to create a system in your business, all right? We're all about creating value for your businesses. With that, everybody, have a wonderful, wonderful week, and we'll talk to you in two weeks. Bye for now.